And now is the time that we listen to Dhamma, so you can sit meditation and develop mindfulness with the listening of the Dhamma. Don't send your mind outwards to thoughts or the different types of thoughts, thoughts of the past or thoughts of the future. So this is the third day of this meditation retreat, and there are those here in the monastery practicing along with those online. And so we may have the question of why do we need to practice the Dhamma? This comes to the question of uh, when there is uh, the khandas, the aggregates that we take as a self, the rupa, vedana, sanya, sankara, vijnana, the form, feelings, perceptions, mental formations, sense consciousness, or mental and material phenomena, body and mind. If this is non-self, this is not a self, not a me already, then why must we practice? Because it's already like that. Um, because all things are already anatta, not self. And that is true. Uh, but it's because the mind does not yet know and does not yet see and understand clearly into this. It hasn't yet seen the Dhamma. It hasn't yet attained to the Dhamma, which means that it still has delusion. It still has ignorance. Uh, and so when there's delusion, that means then suffering, dukkha will arise. So we must practice in order to gain wisdom. Uh, and this is so that our minds won't suffer. Mm. And it will know things according to the truth. Um, because now when we have this delusion, we take things as a sense of self. What is not a self, we take as a self. And this means that we don't see according to uh, true nature. And so we may take an example of someone who is hungry because they haven't eaten yet. They have this pain and suffering of hunger. And uh, they need to practice or take action in order to overcome that suffering, that hunger. And so once there was in the past a group of monastics from Taiwan or Korea uh, they were dressed in a grey monastic robes and they came to Venerable Ajahn Chai in Wat Nongpapong and asked um, some questions. And these questions they had been asking of uh, monks in different monasteries uh, the same question. They asked, firstly, why must we practice? Second, uh, once we practice, what, what do we practice for? Uh, how do we practice? And what results do we gain after we practice? And so they've been asking this question a lot, and Venerable Ajahn Chah answered with wisdom that uh, to them, uh, questions, uh, question them back, why do you eat? Uh, what do you eat for? How do you eat? And after you've eaten, what result will you get? So this is something that we need to think and contemplate about. Um, and so it means that we have to practice because we have suffering and we practice in order to gain freedom from suffering, to be liberated from that suffering. If, and if we practice the path of sila, samadhi and panya, morality, concentration, wisdom, then we are able to overcome the mental defilements and we gain nirodha, uh, liberation or coolness arises. 
we can see that the body and mind or rupa and nama are not a self. They're not really us. And then like this, we don't have suffering arise. And so there's an important sutta in the Mahayana tradition that talks about rupa uh, form as emptiness and emptiness is form, uh, feelings, perceptions, mental formation, sense consciousness are empty or emptiness. And emptiness is feelings, perceptions, mental formation, sense consciousness. So this is uh, an important sutta in the tradition and it uh, is pointing to that all things are anatta, not self. So this practice of sila, samadhi and panya is for the mind to know, to see into anatta, not self, and then uh, so that suffering doesn't arise. So this practice in order to know and understand, in order to see the Dhamma, uh, it lies within this path of sila, samadhi and panya. This wisdom is this uh, true knowing. It's understanding into the material and mental phenomena as being anatta, as being non-self. And sometimes we may be able to bring up wisdom in order to see uh, emptiness a little. It's a temporary arising of emptiness that we can see. And we call this tatanka. It's a temporary nibbana or liberation. And maybe we have experienced uh, that, this pure emptiness in our lives. But it's still wisdom that's only arisen a little bit. And so we need to further develop our samadhi, concentration and mindfulness uh, more. Because it is this mindfulness and samadhi which will be the cause for us to gain wisdom. Uh, And with wisdom, then uh, there is the arising of insight and vimuti, liberation. And this comes from us being well established in our foundations. That is, we have sila, uh, which uh, sila that we uh, keep the five, the eight precepts, the 10, the 227 precepts or the precepts of a nun. We keep this firm in order to restrain over our actions and speech. Uh, And then we practice at restraining our mind because we'll notice that there's still a lot of uh, thinking and restlessness. Uh, The mind proliferates onwards and uh, we can notice and practice when this uh, mind contacts this uh, aramana. Aramana here means object. There's the outer uh, sense objects and the inner uh, uh, organs that receive uh, these outer objects. The outer sense objects are the forms Uh, the sounds, the uh, taste, the odors, the bodily uh, sensations, and the Dhamma Aramana, which is like the mind objects, the objects that arise in the mind. And so this mind is uh, papasara, it is uh, radiant, um, but then it becomes uh, polluted, there is proliferation, and uh, the mind becomes defiled. And so when we experience objects that bring up uh, liking, uh, attraction, then our mind is polluted of the type of being attracted or having desire. And when there's when we experience objects that are bring up aversion, 
uh, disliking, then our mind is uh, polluted uh, of the of the type of uh, 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 of another type of um, disliking or, or desire. And so every time we experience this sense contact, we call this pasa. This leads on to feelings to arise. Then there's craving, attachment, and this leads to suffering to arise. When we have suffering, then this further leads on to attachment, craving, and delusion, more delusion, ignorance arising. So this is the mind that was uh, naturally radiant or originally radiant, and then it's covered over by the kilesas, the defilements. So then this is why we need to develop and train our minds. We train them in this uh, practice of sila, samadhi, and panya, and this is the, the one, the one path. Uh, and we need to walk this. And if we do, we are able, or we will be able to overcome uh, and be liberated from suffering. Uh, so we need to be determined to train our minds in this way. We increase our uh, knowledge, our wisdom bit by bit, bit by bit more and more. Uh, if we have um, experiences or objects that bring up uh, attraction, desire, um, liking or disliking, uh, aversion, and we practice with it. And uh, in the beginning, we have to be able to endure uh, the moods and mind states that come up from it. Uh, we don't follow those types of um, mind states or those objects that bring up uh, desire or uh, aversion. And so uh, we are able to look over or control our minds through uh, making it peaceful in our actions and speech, which we call sila, then we're able to um, control our minds in the level of uh, making it peaceful. We use a meditation object, a kamatana, um, a mental um, meditation repetition like butto, dhammo, sankho, or we can chant, keep chanting a verse that we like, a verse that brings up joy and inner fullness in the mind and we can use that and so we do this all to make the mind peaceful so we must make an effort in order to train our minds to have good mindfulness to have good samadhi this uh, we have to try to maintain the state of our mind when we uh, receive and experience sense objects around us and we need to look after our minds. When we have uh, liking arise, moods of disliking or attraction, aversion arise, we know that and we contemplate these states, this liking and disliking uh, because the path that the mind uh, stays away from liking and disliking, this is the path that we will see the Dhamma. When we have liking or disliking, then we are deluded in samuti, uh, convention or conventional reality. Then we have concepts and conventions such as me, them, mine, theirs. So we need to contemplate uh, a lot about uh, liking and disliking whenever these moods arise. Uh, and we can contemplate that 
we uh, about our own life that we must die we uh, so if we must die then what's uh, the point of having this liking or disliking this uh, attraction or aversion um, we why should we attach to this concept of me and mine because we must die and it's something that we're not able to control that we don't want to get old age we don't want to become sick and we don't want to die but we must experience that uh, so this is the delusion that doesn't want that and not wanting that is going against nature and then suffering arises then uh, but we can accept this nature the nature of impermanence unsatisfactoriness and not self if we are truly able to accept that nature then suffering doesn't arise uh, through our wisdom so we must take care of our minds we must teach and train our minds uh, don't let it get deluded in all the sense objects or the aramana for example forms outside and we need to practice this onwards practice it until it's well established and then one day then the dhamma will arise we will be able to see the truth that all things are impermanent like this hall that we're in we look around and we can see that it has its uh, lifespan maybe 100 years and then it will be completely um, decayed and uh, destroyed um, this decay is happening all the time but we don't really see that truly but if we see with yana with insight then we see that it isn't permanent that it right now it's currently decaying uh, and we see this with insight uh, we see that it's uh, decaying and decaying right now this is wisdom arising uh, and we're able then to know and understand of impermanence about change and when we see this then our faith will become very firm um, we see that all things then uh, are simply conventions the conventional reality able to see this then this is when liberation arises this is when a freedom from suffering arises and with this insight we gain rapture inner bliss because we understand the dhamma so we need to see for ourselves if our own minds are deluded or not uh, we need sorry, whenever we, our minds get deluded in conventions then that's when suffering arises whenever we have a sense of self of me arise then that's when we have suffering arise so we need to contemplate this body and mind the material mental phenomena as being not me not mine and this uh, is what the important mahayana sutta talks about that rupa form is emptiness so then what is emptiness emptiness is form uh, because that rupa that form isn't really there emptiness is just emptiness uh, if em emptiness is form is because uh, that form is a tension that we take uh, and so that rupa that form it doesn't really exist um, and this applies equally to the feelings the perceptions the mental formations and sense consciousness um, they're not really there 
it's kind of like we're in a dream. When we're in the dream, we think that all these things in it are very real and true and they exist. But then we wake up and then we see that they're not really there uh, because we were in a dream. So uh, our minds are in this world and we believe that these things are really true, that they're really me and mine. But if we see the Dhamma, we understand the Dhamma, then we will know that those things don't really exist. They don't, they're not really there. So we need to train ourselves, our minds, and whoever can train their minds well, then that uh, individual will be able to make an end of all suffering. So we need to practice, and uh, this is important. So we should be determined whether we're in the monastery or online, we have this great opportunity. So try to firmly establish our mindfulness in the present, uh, whichever posture we're in, whether we're sitting, standing, walking, lying down, we have mindfulness. We have mindfulness to see the state of our own minds and we can maintain our minds to be peaceful. And like this, we will see the Dhamma. So may you all uh, set your hearts on this.